This is a Total Medulla production. For voice talent or video production services, contact Total Medulla at totalmedulla.com. you guys enjoyed that that's just a little taste from the artists that i have on the show today welcome to medulla talk i'm your host Devonte hill and today we're going to be speaking with rodney chanelliot also known as jw americana and so uh, it was a really fun interview i, I enjoyed having him uh, on the show and i hope you guys will too here's that interview enjoy you better pay some attention surprise that you got diploma well, man, um, I mean, it's, 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 it was really interesting kind of going through your music because it was, it was a journey, uh, at least yeah. for me it was. Um, but I didn't think it was going to be interesting because you're from Sam, Sam Houston. And I, I'm, you know, I'm from Stephen F. Austin, so I was like, ah. Hey, <laughs> hey man, we can still be friends. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this guy, but no, it was, it was really cool. Yeah, well, hey, I, I'm with you on that, man. <laughs> But uh, what made you start your own record label? Well, you know, I've been playing music since I was a kid. And um, every place, you know, I kept trying to get a record label deal and, mm-hmm. you know, try to make some headway in this business. And uh, <clears throat> my no. first album was uh, with a band called JW Americana. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. So that I thought that was just your stage name, but that was actually the band I, name. Oh, it is my stage name. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I... I, I took that one all the way to trademark, and um, you know people around town call they still call me JW. Uh, but, you know that band was it was pretty f- fun and it was powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, the first album I released was uh, was Pink Albumen, so okay. and then I released another album, Black Eggs, off of JW Americana, and then that band kind of went to the wayside, and I I continued. I continued with it, you know. It sat on the shelf. Those two records sat on the shelf for ten years, six, six to ten years, six on one album, ten mm-hmm. on another, and that's what was driving me insane. It was part of the thing that pushed me to to do the record label and recording studio because, you know, I absolutely love music. I can't stop playing it. I can't stop thinking about it. So, and and it was just eating me alive having these records unreleased i mean that was like 30 songs yeah and um and so that's that's when i you know i used those two albums to launch the studio and and the label i started um i started the company uh as a christmas present to myself (laughs) uh december 26 2012 start got the llc and then uh 
I read incessantly for a year trying to figure out what a label does, what a publisher is, how do they fit together contracts and all that, all the fine details. So um, uh, over time, it finally developed into something that I can truly call a record label. Yeah, and I love the acronym that you have for it. I fucking love it, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, awesome. That's what it is. I wrote a song. You might have heard it. Uh, I fucking love it, man. And uh, it became one of our, uh, one of the my most popular songs. And, uh, you know, it just sums up everything about this. I mean, I absolutely love everything about music. I mean, yeah. even the... Even kind of the bad sides, because it's the bad sides that pushed me to go learn about it and solve the problem and and turn it into a good thing. So then how did Iron Skillet become about then? Was that, do you, were that remnants of some of the other bands coming together? Uh, well, I, you know, everything fell apart in JW and it, uh, it really took a toll on me because I really loved that band. I... I I just, I was willing to give it all for that band. Yeah. And a friend of mine, I saw him at a bar, Jimmy Pizzatola. Uh, he was like, man, you, you should really get back into music. And, and uh, uh, we started talking and he's kind of like a folk artist uh, with country remnants. And I'm, I'm kind of a rock and roll artist with punk remnants. Right. And, uh, Together, I don't know, there was just a mutual agreement about love of music that we thought, well, you know, Iron, when we came up with the name Iron Skillet, it's like, you know, I bring the iron, he brings the skillet, you know, it's kind of <laughs> like, and we tried, we try very, very hard to avoid country rock, because neither one of us like country rock, but, you know, both of us like country and folk and rock and roll and punk. tried to find a mutual ground in, in music there and, and I thought that you know uh, it really came together like sometimes I feel like we're the next Rolling Stones I mean I know that's kind of grandiose but man I really get a feeling of, of, of old school Rolling Stones and and um, just a good feeling you know yeah. Uh, okay. Now since you've kind of explained that, it, this starts to make a lot more sense now. Because when I was looking through it, I was like, "Man, it's there's a lot of diversity." Yeah. And um, it's like you're blending different genres together, but it, it sounds pretty chill to me. Like what I mean by variety, I mean you have some like really good road trip songs like Conroe and uh, Dreams Come True, and of course uh, the Russian Prisoner. 
submarine. Yeah. Those are really good. Like, you're in your car, you know, you're off on a road trip going somewhere. Yeah. You plug this in and boom, right? Uh, and then you have some of your, at least my favorite, was Junkie. I know <laughs> that that's uh, it's pretty incredible that a a song like Junkie ends up on a record uh, with a song like Dreams Come True. <laughs> but that's that um, you know that's that meeting in the middle ground. Um, you know that's going towards uh, I wouldn't call it punk music. I wouldn't call Junkie a punk rock song, but I mean it definitely has everything punk about it. I mean. The song is about a junkie who uh, just goes too fast, and uh, I mean, I, punk kind of sums that up. Yeah. But uh, and it was really uh, good so, storytelling. Yeah. I mean, because the the changing in, in tempo, it, it all kind of fit and made sense. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. you said you, you guys didn't want to do like uh like country rockish but uh a dog called joe is very western <laughs> yeah yeah a dog called joe that is on every single record of mine except for the latest odney record um i wrote that song um about 25 years ago 30 years ago and uh, I would all—it would always just be me playing, playing it solo. Mm. Um, but when Iron Skillet played it, man, they just—they just nailed it. They just—it was—it was done exactly the way I thought it, of it in my mind. And so then I just—you know—I don't need to record it anymore with 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 other bands and stuff. Now, do you take home stray dogs in your spare time, or is that just <laughs> was that just? No, nah. 
No, that song was about my uh, my dog named uh, Heidi. She was the only dog I've ever owned. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, and she got hit by a truck, and oh. and uh, but the, the the way that song came about was I uh, was staying in South Carolina. I was kind of stranded there, and uh, my brother was living there, so I was staying with him. And it was a small town, and it's uh, very, very boring. Most of the people who work there are uh, prison guards. Oh. And, and so, you know, you could probably get a gist of the mentality of the town. But um, there was a church down the street that always had its doors unlocked. And... Um, and so I was really bored one night, and I, I took uh, <laughs> I took some beer in there and and just drank and played songs. And uh, <laughs> it was about three and three thirty in the morning, and uh, it, it used to be an old Civil War hospital. Mm. And what was fascinating was, uh, you know, as I drank more beer and got more of a buzz, I saw <laughs> <laughs> I saw the Civil War. A wounded soldier in my mind leaning against the wall with a guitar playing a song uh, about his dog I mean that, that just seems so appropriate for what a Civil War wounded soldier would would sing about it seemed right and the song came together like that I mean it was done literally in about 10 seconds as soon as I thought of it it was like everything was was connected and um I was playing that song when the uh, the pastor of the church walked in. I'm like, oh man, I'm uh, you know I'm gonna get in trouble. You know I should I shouldn't be drinking in here and all this stuff <laughs> rushed to my head and and he goes, hey, that sounds great and uh, went in the back room and this was like three thirty in the morning. I knew he was coming in to see like who's in the church at right. three o'clock in the morning. And he went in the back, fumbled around, and he goes, he comes back out. He's like, okay, I'll see you later, and. And I just, he didn't say anything. He just let me play music. And uh, and I just thought that was such a sweet uh, gesture, you know? Yeah. Just, just like, all right, you know, that's, that's what it's about, you know? So how did Odd Knee start? Uh, I, I'm in this art collaborative called I Love You Baby. and Nice name. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a good one. And you should look them up. They're a plethora of artwork. And uh, so two buddies of mine in the um, in the art collaborative, one one of the guys used to call me Odney, uh, you know, as a joke. Mm -hmm. And then the other guy, we got together just before Odney started. He's like... Man, uh, I, you know, I really love your music. You should really start doing like a solo thing. And I go, okay, yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe I'll call it Odney. And he was like, yeah, that sounds good. And then, you know, like we normally do, we brainstorm on art projects. So we started brainstorming on Odney. And we came up with 30 titles that were absolutely ridiculous. Like, you know, Just Text Me was one of the songs. <laughs> It just seemed so ridiculous that I was like, I love that so much. And uh, and so I wrote 30 short songs and played them 
I took my drum set, so it was just me and my guitar, my drum set, a projector, and inside of a, a tent with lights. And, uh, and that was my first Odney show where I just played these rough, raw, 30 short songs. And uh, they got a good reaction. And this sounds people... like a comedy sketch. <laughs> oh, yeah, it totally was. I, I mean, I had no idea what these songs were or where they were coming from. I had rough ideas for some, but... Uh, and then people s saw me play, and that's where, I, you know, other guys joined the group because they're like, hey, I, I want to play music with these. So, uh, so that's how Odney started. that kind of that makes sense of you know your whole journey towards this this whole process too now the title yeah. the title <laughs> i'm so drunk happy and pissed i think yeah. really sums up the the narrative of this album um yeah because it definitely takes people on a journey and but i noticed that the sound was completely different than the last project i mean you had a little bit of electronic elements in there especially with uh, gay for summer and of course a county clerk with its yeah. repeating riff. I love that riff bass, uh, bass line in County Clerk. Oh, I know, man. That's a fun song. It goes great with Gay for the Summer because it's about the... Uh, gay for the Summer was written before the gay marriage ruling. Mm. Um, and so a year later, gay marriage passed, and I, I just thought, I, I can't believe how relevant this song is now. Yeah. And, and to me, it was about, you know, I'm... You know, I'm not gay, but I have so many wonderful gay friends, and I was just—I was so happy for them, you know. Yeah. And uh, and so it just kind of—it it, just—it was one of those songs that answers itself and tells you what it's about. Sure, I'm—I was writing a song about gay for the summer. It started as a joke, really. You know, somebody said it in passing, and and then I started screaming it into the mic live and uh and then um it, if you listen to the words it it touches upon how gay people also have politics within their own circle you right. know and with, like within this, their own community so like with any it, kind of group of people you're gonna have right this, yeah right so and it's like you know we're we're all the same you know so um so i could be gay for the summer sure you know and and you could also take it as I'm just happy that it's summer. You yeah. know, there's so many different plays there. And I think that's one of my favorite things about music is is, is how it plays off of itself like that over time. And, and the interpretation then, uh, can change depending on, you know, the person's perspectives and of course the right. time. Yeah. Right. And then to follow the song up was County Clerk, which was about the uh, uh, Kim Davis all that sham they were trying to pull on, uh, uh, you know, she wasn't awarding uh, people marriage license mm -hmm. after the ruling, you know. So, I, you know, everybody's laughing at the county clerk is directed squarely at her, you know.
what's the running theme with Odeon? Odeon? <laughs> yeah, Odeon. <laughs> Odeon is that uh, he became a, a character in my mind that was uh, this elusive thing of music where it's, you know, either you're trying to write a song and and, and it comes to you and you don't know where it comes from or you're trying to... St- make some headway in music and it's the opposite effect where it you can't you can't break down the brick wall at all yeah you can you know so odeon is this like he's like a mythological god of music in a in a roundabout way he's he's just he's the controller of my musical destiny (laughs) so so i gave i gave that to him in this album you know so i I try to describe some, in a rough way, something of his trials and tribulations and travels of, of his own life and how he came to be, mm. and and um, you know I never come out and directly say what I just said to you, but that's essentially what it is. And um, so Odeon is, um, he, you know, he's waiting for you. And and he'll judge you when he get when you get there. <laughs> well, he he kind of I don't know if you're a fan of Star Wars or not. Um, yeah. But he the wrath of Odeon kind of reminded me of Kylo Ren, uh, in a way. Just oh, raging out, just raging out, and like this 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 chaotic type of of, of environment, and like yeah. con- confusion. Like I don't really know what's happening right now or where I should go. had elements of you know the other songs in this and in, in that piece as well so it kind of kind of reminded me of kylo ren as far as just, just raging out and just be like ah <laughs> yeah yeah and he actually has kind of that uh teen angst kind of thing about him too you know maybe kylo ren's family you know han solo was a probably not the best father so he probably has father issues and you get a feeling like you know, he might be a nice guy if if his family wasn't all screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's interesting that you say that. Brought from 
so now we can talk about your your favorite songs from the album, um, Hillament, which I'm kind of mad at you because this song was stuck in my head for like forever. And I was like, I'm trying to listen to the other songs. Why am I listening to Hillament again and again and again and again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hillament, oh God, I love Hillament. Uh, it's, uh, I, I, tr- I tried to make a um, song about a fictitious place like um, Strawberry Fields, I guess, or Penny Lane. I mean, those were definitely influences because, well, they, they're the ones that gave me the idea of, to write a song about a fictitious place. But when I finally got past, like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it, and it just made so much sense. It, it was automatically answered. You know, it's a, it's a place where there's no problems. Everybody's equal. Everybody loves what everybody else does there's no real issues you know and and you know it's a place where like i mean even a bit of taboo things like if people want to have drugs then 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 do drugs you know just don't don't hurt anybody you know and uh you know or or there's sexual references in in it and but ultimately it's a place where everybody accepts you for who you are and what you do and 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 what you like and what you're into and nobody judges you and and um and and puts you down for whatever so i I tried to make it sound like a a magical place uh with a a very ethereal feeling with the you know bells going off and you know, I, I tried to remove it from this reality as much as possible. So. Yeah, because there's, there's definitely the, <laughs> the opposite of that <laughs> going on yeah. right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, that song was written before this, but, you know, I, I noticed in a lot of my songs, they, they end up becoming relevant, like uh, in, a, in a deep-rooted sort of way. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll write a song, it's a good song, people like it, and then it'll fall into the past, and, and then something will happen and bring it right back up. Yeah. Right back up front. favorites uh, i don't know i i remember listening to this one live at the uh the pbs uh, skyline sessions and so mm-hmm. this one was interesting because it, it kind of reminded me of the early 2000s rock style uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of like uh 
It's a good example of that. Uh, All American Rejects ish type chord progressions and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of talk a little bit about the inspirations behind Night Rats. That's another one that I, I really like myself. Um, it's a, um, it's basically this uh, about the way I saw my older brother in Detroit because we're from Detroit. Uh, so thinking back, watching him grow up, he was a he was a musician. He was a singer, total ladies man. He was so cool all the time, and uh, you know they would run. They had long hair and you know cutoffs <laughs> yeah. and tube socks and and like cool muscle cars and rock and roll. You know, and it just. I love thinking about that. I love thinking back to like, man, what a great time that was. Because, you know, it was it was the last remnants of my family because my family fell apart after after we leave, left Detroit, and uh, it was just a good time in my life. So I tried to, I I just tried to replicate that, and you know, every time I thought about Roy, my brother. Uh, him and his friends, they just look like night rats, you know, and, and, and they, they were night rats, you know, they were the epitome of night rats. I mean, fast life, fast cars, fast women, I guess. You know? <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of like that fantasizing of, of a lifestyle, you know, that we kind of looked up to at a certain point of our age. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I directly descend from that, you know, yeah. watching them play music and just the power of music. And, uh, you know, if you can harness it right, you can you can really move people and you can really change a little bit or a lot, you know. Yeah. And you can provide, you know, that that memory uh, you know, because someone, I assume someone else has a very similar story out there. And, oh, yeah. You know, and they can think back, oh, man, I remember this the time of this song can kind of help, you know, jog those memories again. Yeah, I mean, even, I mean, you know, when you're recording a song, you listen to it a thousand times before it's released. And I still listen to all of my albums, you know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I get drunk sometimes and listen to the i just go through write all the records and i it just puts me in that place that um that i'd love to be you know uh, i i'm not a drunk or anything but <laughs> the uh <laughs> i had to make sure i clarify that you know i'm not saying yeah, that well, i'm not you know, it's just <laughs> the buzz helps you get there you know <laughs> emphasizes what i'm trying to say <laughs> The last song I really want to get into is, is Neil Time. Now, you told me that this was a hardcore song, and uh, I wouldn't put it on the same level as, as Junkie or anything. But yeah. uh, I appreciated the composition of this song, especially towards like the end of it, where you're trying to change to a minor uh, progression. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love that part of it as far as just mixing it up and, and really kind of changing the tune. But... I listened to the very beginning of the song over and over and over again, and I couldn't quite figure it out. But to me, it sounded like you said, can you give me some chocolate, bro? 
<laughs> Can you give me some tithing? Oh, <laughs> that makes a whole lot more sense with the rest of the song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you give me some chocolate, brother? <laughs> That's my next song. That's my next hit. What was, what was the inspiration behind that? Well, you know, as I, you know, I texted you and I said, hey, this song might be a little hard, hardcore for you because, you know, I'm, um, I'm a, I'm an atheist and, yeah, but I have respect for people who are religious and, you know, that's why I said if it's too much, if it's too hardcore for you, cause I, you know, I, I, I think you're a religious man and. Yeah, hey, quasi. Um, I'm, I'm a faith person, not necessarily religious. Sure. sure. And, I, and I respect that, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, when, when you ask about it now, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what it's about. It's, um, I used to be a homeless child and, um, uh, I lived in cars and missions and, uh, tents, um, and on the street, uh, from the, from the age of about, um, what was it? 14 to 17 roughly and every time I was hungry the only place that would give us food uh, were the missions and we would have to sit in church for three hours listening to the preacher preach before we could eat hmm. and then and then when we finally got to eat it was a most times it was just a horribly bad bowl of cabbage and I never forgot that and it sometimes in my life it made me really angry yeah because it's not necess it's not that's not God that's not what people say they love and believe in mm -hmm. what that is that is humans manipulating humans and you know, humans will use any advantage they can to swindle you. You know, not all humans, but a lot of humans do that, yeah. and they they use religion a lot. And and kneel time is me just trying to shine a light on that, saying, you know, religion ain't the problem. It's the manipulation of religion that's the problem. Yeah, and, and you know, because people believe wholeheartedly and they have the right to but i you know i i think they should not be manipulated by people uh i think it's a hard it's a hard topic um it is it is because I, I sometimes go to bible studies I'm, I'm not christian by the way but i sometimes go to bible studies to try to understand people mm -hmm. and um I'm a huge historian, and so as I you know read and watched documentaries of all of the different things that the Christian Church has done in the past you know centuries or so, I was trying to find where where that connection is because there's some people that I know that are really nice and they you know they they really do treat their neighbors like they want to be treated, but then there's other folks out there who use the institution of Christianity or, or churches as a way to earn money. And to and essentially pip out people. So I'm like, where where is that? Yeah, yeah. And it's a hard conversation to have with people because they get very well, defensive. Well, they do, and you know, I think a lot of it becomes because you know they're introduced to it as a child. So you know, it's it's hard to get out of that train of thought. You know, yeah. 
And I mean, here's here's proof that uh, ultimately religion is not the problem. It's 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 the people who manipulate the religion because there are. You know, people say Christianity is a good religion. Well, there's completely hardcore racists out there who are Christians yeah. or Muslim. Uh, there's, there, it's, it's yeah. in every religion. Yeah. And that's because we're human. So that doesn't necessarily make Christianity bad. No. It makes the manipulation of Christianity bad or, or Muslim or Jewish faith, any, any faith. I'm sure there's... I'm sure it exists in every single faith, uh, you know, but it, it's because we're ignoring the humanity of, of people. I love, I love everybody who's, who's not a bad person, I guess. You know? <laughs> Quite simply, you know, I just, if you're not a bad person, we're cool. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I know everybody's got their hangups. Everybody's got little hangups. You're never going to be a hundred percent, uh, totally good person and I, I don't know if you would really want to be that anyways you know you're never going to throw a football inside the house or something you know yeah. um but you know when when children are raised in this way of thinking god it could there's so many variables that um people will use against that child and then a, a, against that adult and and so, you know, Neil Time kind of just sums up the way I feel about humanity's manipulation of, of religion. Do you have any other events, you know, coming up in the future? No, nothing. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm going yeah, on. Yeah, uh, Odney has a CD release party March 4th at IFLM Records, uh, which is 10634 Bob White Drive, Houston, Texas. Um, we're going to be releasing I'm So Drunk, Happy, and Pissed, and... Uh, Hopefully we'll get drunk and happy with no pissed. I think the piss might be over. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully you guys have really appreciated it because a lot of the songs we covered today will be on that album, so make sure you go and check out that release party. Well, Rodney, I appreciate you coming on the show today and, and talking about your music. Like I said, I'm, I'm a big fan, so I, I wanted to make sure that other people were exposed to this work of art as well. So thanks for being on the show, man. Man, I appreciate you so much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>